A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Hangtown Motocross Review Show. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We are going to dive into everything that happened at round 12, the final round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships in Hangtown, California, and, uh, and get into everything, man. So thank you to Fly Racing, of course. They really, really focused on the light line of gear last year. So this year, they tightened up the kinetic stuff and the Evo stuff. And uh, they've got some great, great big announcements coming soon for those guys. But they got Formula CP helmet as well. And uh, flyracing.com, man. Check them out at motorsport.com. Check them out at your local dealer. And uh, they've got styles and colors and sizes and everything. That'll work for you. They got the boot that came out a few years ago and uh, the Zone Pro goggle, of course, uh, that Justin Brayton podiumed in. So the guys at Fly Racing can cover you head to toe. Thank you to the folks at Renthal and Maxis. Of course, Maxis Tires uh, crushing it with Rod Bell out there on the SGB Maxis team. And uh, those guys are coming back next year with a new look. But Maxis will stay the same. MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath. Light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires are fantastic. So please check out Maxis.com. If you're in the market for a high-end tire for your dirt bike and you haven't really thought about Maxxis for a while, well, think about it now. And, of course, thanks to the folks at Renthal, Jet Lawrence, the new national champion running uh, Renthal bars, 7 8 bar, Fat Bar 36, the regular Fat Bar, or the good old Twin Wall Bar, uh, Renthal.com. They have more championships than all the other brands in the paddock combined. So thank you to the folks at Renthal. And, uh, the, of course, uh, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing and designs, since way back in 1969, Renthal.com. Thanks to the folks at uh, Motorsport.com and Cobolinks. We'll talk about them more later. Onyx Maps and Arma all on board uh, as well for this podcast. So let's dive into it. Uh, first up, from Fly Racing, and uh, and uh, also you've seen him uh, do the M- some MXGPs. You've seen him win the Montreal Supercross a couple times, German Supercross champion, and uh, a privateer hero for many years. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? It's over. It- <laughs> <laughs> is over it is and yeah it, it it's uh it's been a long year and we you know we had more breaks than usual and i think maybe that contributed to it but it felt like a long year it did feel like a long year you know do, do you think it was just because last year was so weird and we had like breaks and then a condensed season and all I, I don't know it just felt like a lot of travel a lot of racing and just a really long time span and i guess we're yep. into into september which maybe is the difference well no we're the 12th but yeah I, I i was talking to burner and he thought it was a long year and then i was talking to i think bogle or maybe will haunt and one of them was like yeah dude it does feel long so like it wasn't just me it, it, yeah or you like it did seem 
like it's a long year for a couple of people in the pits too. So do you think that like all these, uh, you know, cause like for people that travel as much as we do, like it's, it's not as easy as it used to be. Like the masks wear on me. Like I, I just flew home from Florida today and I had a mask on for like 10 hours straight. Yeah. And I mean, I have a headache and, and I understand that's the world we live in yeah. right now, but yeah. still it's harder. Like it yeah. is, it is more taxing than it used to be. And, and, to fly around. And again, don't you feel like the airports are pretty much back to max capacity? Oh, yeah. It, right. it was as busy as you could possibly so, get today. So you get the busy airlines, you get the masks, you get the different procedures. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. Um, maybe. I don't know. Uh, also on the line, uh, not the voice of the motocross series, not the voice of Flat Track, but he is the pit reporter for the NBC uh, Sports Supercar Show. And he's got his own janky podcast, Daniel Blair. What's up, DB? Uh, uh, no. What do you mean, no? No. No. Oh, it's like the opposite of Weege. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, because you called me and made me do this show and ruined my favorite show again. Thanks, right. Weege. Well, Wygant is on a – he's uh, heading to Europe. Uh, there's an announcement coming for the uh, uh, KTM team over there. Uh, the 222 is hanging it up. And so Weege got invited to go. And shocker of all shocking things – uh, Weege bought a ticket for his wife to go. Uh, what? I, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's incredible, JT. Well, he used miles, so let's be careful with how we say purchased. Well, yes, but even to use the miles, I feel. I understand. I'm just yeah, saying, right. but for him to swipe that credit card would have been a very emotional experience for him, I believe. Now we still, we just started. He finally stopped talking about that Australia trip, maybe like only six, eight months ago. Um, on how much he spent on that and everything else. Yeah. Uh, this one will probably last another six months because, you know, you got to spend money to go to the tourist sites. You have to eat all of this, JT, that is going to be. I think he's getting I think he's getting food paid for. So he's going to get a lot of uh, a lot of free stuff, which is his favorite. Yeah. But yeah, going to if they go to uh, the Vatican or anything like that, yes, they will be spending money. So but I mean, for him, this is the perfect scenario. Free trip gets to take the wife so he doesn't get in trouble. Uh, this this is as good as it yeah. gets for him, and it's short, so the the amount of money spent won't be a lot. Yeah, Daniel, we might only hear about this for six months. It might not be hey, that as, bad. As good as this is for him in many ways, what are the odds that he still has a notepad and a pen tracking every dollar spent along the way? Complete management of this entire trip, even with the freebies. What are the odds? Yeah, hi, hi. I uh, I said on our group text this morning, it's an odd way to get out of this timing fiasco to flee the country, <laughs> like some yeah. sort of drug runner. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just getting out of here. Like just, first, first flight out yeah. of town, and he's on it. Right, because normally we like to uh, hammer him on this uh, show about these things. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, we still can. We still can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, JT, it seems like the Antonio Caroli is going to hang it up. Uh, nine time MX champ, MXGP champion. I believe he's nine, nine, seven, nine time. Nine, yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's been trying to tie, uh, Stefan Evers for a, a, quite yeah. a while now. What, what a career. What a guy. Really cool. Yeah. It's, it's rare. You know, there, there aren't many people who can say they're, they are as good of a person as they are as a racer. You know, Andrew Short is in that category. Trey Kennard is in that category. Tim Ferry. Yeah. Sure. And I think Tony Cairoli uh, fits that bill. And is, I think the most impressive part of that is his racing accolades are so much, but he's also such a great person. Yep. Um, yep. It's cool. Yeah, I agree. Daniel, we got some background noise. Yeah, so I don't yeah. Know. Someone, are you listening to like uh, some sort of top 40 channel? Yeah. No, I just, my kid just thinks he can turn the volume up on his phone right next to me. Piece by piece by piece. Down, bro. Beat it, kid. <laughs> 
Daniel, right, we're good. We're good now. Right. If, if it happens again, you'll hear a, a, a cr- you'll hear a crying. If it slapping sound. Yeah. Stick an eagle on him. Put an put 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 an eagle onto him. I, I will. I will. Um. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, Caroli, great career and fantastic dude, uh, and uh, deserves all of the accolades for sure. Uh, Daniel, I was. I thought you were going to Hangtown. I don't know when the last time you international was. We we always joke about it here on the Pulp Show when you come in. And I thought this was going to break the streak. It was supposed to. And then I just felt like I had such a good thing going. I didn't want to ruin it. Um, Bondo even hit me up and was like, dude, are you coming? I want to I want to see you. And I'm just like, no, nah, man, I'm 45 minutes away, air conditioning. I, I, I just I want to watch a good show on television. And overall, it was good. I didn't know who was in what place the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> but but other than that, no, I just I it was hot and I just didn't I mean, I hate to say it, I just didn't want to go. That was simple as that. I did not want to go. Wow. I figured you'd have something other than I just didn't want to go. Just but okay, all right. Fair I mean enough. I could make something up if you want, but if all you right. want just straight honesty, I woke up and decided no. So okay. it was simple as well, that. Fair enough. That. Fair enough. Um JT, uh the floor is yours for as far as the broadcast is concerned. You know what? It wasn't as bad as the week before as an overall broadcast. Uh, and, and just the shenanigans that went on, like the gate malfunction. I mean, it was just a, a really tough weekend the, uh, at Paula. The drone was better, too. It looked better. A little bit, but it's still... A little I mean, bit. No, I thought it was a little bit. I, I was a big group of people watching, okay. and the comments about this drone were uh, horrific. It, I mean, just they were just berating everything the, about this. The drone, to me, it's like the broadcast. Okay, so like it's like the husband who like you know was an alcoholic and hit his wife and stuff, and went to rehab and got better, and then buys his wife a gift like every single day and is a completely changed man. They got this drone, and it's like it's the greatest thing in the world. They just they really love this drone a lot. Well, it seems like what Weege was saying about them not having enough cameras, it, it solves some of those issues. So they're just running with it. They are absolutely embracing this thing. And I don't know that it's as well-received as they're hoping it is publicly. But I think I can going te- with it either way. I can tell a Honda from a Cowie now, though. I felt like that it's was better. It's far away. It's still really far away at times. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, – I don't know, Daniel. I'm not, I'm, I think the drone – less is more for the drone. A hundred percent. So what I what I like about it is going to and from commercial break and kind of getting that big landscape look and kind of, you know, while we just kind of fading out into commercial. I love that shot because it gives you kind of a big picture feel. But I I just like seeing him race from the regular camera shots because it's I don't know. I, I don't like watching the racing from the drone, but I get it like coming out of commercial. Hey, we're back at Hangtown. I love those shots. I think they look good. I just don't like them during the race as much, and I think the the goal is to have the same feel as you know the the, the sky cam or what do they call the zip line they have in Supercross? Spider cam, dude. Spider, spider, spider cam. cam. It just doesn't it doesn't do the same thing. I actually felt nauseous a couple times. Yeah, so. that's what I was getting to. I wasn't feeling nauseous, but a lot of people I was with were. Yeah, and and again, it's a cool shot coming in and out for the you know for the landscape, but as far as the racing goes, I'm I. I just I'm not into it straight up (laughs) Uh, the timing the timing and scoring again it's like to me it was just that they just gave up 
that it was one yeah. of those things where we know we can't do this, and we have <laughs> finally understood that this is an, an unwinnable situation. We'll just never get it, so we're just gonna quietly bow out. <laughs> Hey, halfway through Moto One, they're like, "Dude, what do we got to do to fix it?" You know yep. what? Eliminated. It's the last round. Just, just, just go with it. Just go. What is the just... problem though? Like, what's the issue here? I don't understand. You're, you're, you know, like you're taking the timing from the AMA and you're importing into a program, and then that program just grabs the timing off the AMA, right? Like that. I don't get it. Well, I... at one point they tried to do a live points update for the day. <laughs> And yes. RJ Hampshire, <laughs> this. Was, this was in the first moto. Yeah. RJ Hampshire was winning the day with 42 points in the first moto. And he, <laughs> I thought was, that was... <laughs> he was not winning the moto. Uh, you can only get 25 points in a moto. So I have no idea what the hell they were pulling that from. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. It was, it, was I saw... a, it was a prediction. It was just their prediction. This is what's going to happen, guys. I saw. And it was up for like seven seconds. And then you could, you could just imagine someone screaming at the camera or at, you know into a microphone about this graphic and they immediately yanked it. <laughs> That's right. I got a I was watching the broadcast from the announcers tower but now I had the live timing. I have the I have the announcers and I have this track in front of me. So I didn't see that but I got some tweets about it. They're like Hampshire is winning the overall Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> the first moto. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> at this point, like almost anything could happen. And we'd all be like, yeah, okay. Like, it's like a child has wandered into the graphics room, <laughs> yeah. and they're just hitting buttons. <laughs> oh, it's great. Poor Weege on a flight to Rome, not even caring right now. No uh, care. No care. Um, so, all right, let's let's uh, let's get into this a little bit. Let's start with 250s, right? Um, I, look, I, I we thought Jet would, would win this round the way he's been riding and everything else, the way it's been working. Um, he obviously crashed twice in that first moto and, you know, fought pretty hard to get back up into the mix. And then the second moto, I'm like, okay, bad moto. He got that out of the way, Daniel. And then I'm like, he'll, he needs a seventh or better in this next moto. He's got this too. It's not a problem, but damn it, Daniel, like early on, I'm like, wait, are we seeing a meltdown here? Like, are we seeing, I had some reservations early in the moto, like this kid might just, throw this away thankfully he didn't he really regrouped rode well from halfway on but early on daniel i was not sure that this thing was going to happen moto one and the first two laps of moto two was a generational shit let's just put it that way it was horrible and i'm thinking to myself is this for real is this kid gonna just be pretty pretty mature all the way through this thing and then just collapse the entire thing and he did get it together in Moto2 and did what he had to do. I mean, he he got it together, but, God, Dude. he was playing with everyone's emotions, man. Like, come on, buddy. And, and JT, it wasn't an easy track. as far, Like, it didn't look like a lot of fun. It, it was harder packed than usual. And there's a rider, JT, that we talked to quite a bit. He's a 450 motocross champion and a really good guy. And he loves Hangtown, and we all tried to talk him out of that. And then even he – on a group text said that uh, uh, and his name may or may not rhyme with Schmack Schmarsborn. He admitted that this hangtown was not, not the hangtown that he remembered. So I think JT that had something to do with Jets uh, uncomfortableness out there. Yep. You know, it was, it was really weird. They, you know, it's to be expected that there's going to be harder, right? Because it's just gone through a brutal summer of 90 plus temperature days for months on months. That, that's normal. The dirt's going to be harder. We also know that there's a severe water shortage, in Northern California and they're fighting fires all over the place, which probably makes things harder. So for them to get a lot of water into the track before 
is going to be more difficult. Like those are just normal things that we should have expected going in. But I was surprised that they didn't add anything to the dirt because that's really been what they've, you know, how they've fought that in the last few years is whether it's, I don't, I, they call it rice holes. I don't really know what that means, but whether it's that or the sand or whatever, they have done a great job of softening that dirt by adding outside dirt and then, you know, ripping it up and mixing the dirt together and adding traction and, and softness to the dirt. And they didn't do, it didn't seem like they did that at all this year. Maybe I'm wrong. No, Maybe they did, but it didn't look like it. I don't think so either. I think, I think with everything, the, all the conditions going on and, and everything else, it was probably like, all we could do to get the national off, you know, I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Daniel, do you have any inside scoop on that? Cause you're up there. Um, um, well, JT's dead on about what we're going through in NorCal right now with the fires and the drought and everything. So I don't know if that was the contributing factor, but it does make sense because I was out there Thursday for amateur day and it was the same thing. It was, they didn't dig it very deep. They were applying water just almost to, just to keep it, the dust down, but never really got it into the track. And I'm wondering, I'm like, is this just an amateur day thing or is this the the plan for this year? And then sure enough, in practice, I'm looking at the track going, wow, they, they did not get into the soil really at all. So I don't know if it was preserving or what the method was. I mean, we've talked this year about how they've been trying to, well, not trying, but strategically maybe trying to keep the tracks less deep. And this just, it didn't work here. Like this place, need you need to get underneath and really have moisture that can hold the whole day. And to me, it just seemed like they were just putting enough on top to keep the dust down, but it never got deep. Yeah. And it just, it was choppy. It reminded me of old school Hangtown. It really like just potholes and G outs and dust. And it hasn't looked that way in a long time. So I don't know the exact reason, but JT's, JT's thought makes sense to me. I think it was more of a preservation maybe because it, it was not in the soil. It was just sitting on top all day. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it it was a tough track. So JT, I think that some that had something to do with Jet being a little sketchy, and then of course being eighteen and having a million dollars on the line. I, I, I think he was so nervous, and I was really unsure. I kind of thought he was gonna be super loose um, and just ride like a, like he always does, like no pressure, no really no real thought. Um, but I was more curious to see how that went, and, and clearly I was wrong because he looked like a nervous wreck out there. Yeah, pulled it through though with some help. He did. He some got it done. A few guys. I mean, look few... at the mistakes. That yeah. guy never makes mistakes, yeah. and he was. It just looked like he had forgotten how to ride several times. But second moto halfway on, I mean, some of those guys look like they wanted nothing to do with battling him. By the way, uh, Dylan Schwartz, Dylan Schwartz, Schwartz uh, <laughs> Max Volan. You know, just I don't want I don't want to even race you, kid. So you know, he got a few gift passes, but he also caught up to third in the second moto. So, you know, he for, rode great. Yeah. I'm just saying it was those those really uncharacteristic mistakes that kind of told the story of maybe how nervous he actually yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. But Daniel Blair, your guy got it done. My guy, uh, he did get it done. It was scary. I actually went to his championship party last night um, and hung out with the Honda guys and kind of got some insight. So. For the kid who really nothing gets to him, it it got to him. I guess he was shaky all day after practice. I mean, you got to imagine, right? Like he comes across very mature, and he he come he he looks like he's got it all together, like he's been here and done this. But I think this was the first time he's ever felt real, real pressure. And you have to imagine that you know someone that's in that position for the first time is not going to handle it great. So I I give him credit for pulling it off and getting it together and doing what was needed, but. You could totally tell from even qualifying. He just seemed in his own head for the, the like the first time ever. And 
it's a good learning lesson. It, lucky for him, he was able to learn on the fly and get it together because that could have been catastrophic for him and Honda. I mean, it's been, what they say, 11 years since Kennard won. Uh, it, it could have been a big, big letdown. And so props for getting it together, man. But at the same time, you have to imagine his first championship. I I expected a little bit of this, but it, it was definitely scary in the first moto. I think the track obviously lent to that. It was slick and he was goofy. So, yeah, good job getting it together. But, man, I... I'm thinking halfway through that first moto, like the championship t-shirts are going to get burned <laughs> in the garbage can after the second moto. But lucky for him, he did get it together and he did have help. Don't act like uh, Mosman and Schwartz didn't help him. Moto one Forkner's bike went out yep. again. Moto two. I don't feel like those guys fought him that hard. So a little bit of help. I think made it less interesting late in the second moto because it, it could have been worse for him. Yeah. I didn't think he'd have much problem getting seventh or better in a second moto and he didn't, but early on, you're like still not, still not, still not, still not riding the the way he can, you know. So, um, but are we going to talk about the gate pick? Are we going to talk about gate pick? Yeah, second moto, Justin Cooper wins the first moto. Second moto, um, uh, so he gets the first gate pick and he and he picks the gate. And Jet goes on the outside of him for the second moto, and nothing happened. It was all kind of normal. But yeah, Daniel, that's an odd pick. That's an odd choice for sure. I asked him last night. That's the first thing I asked him. I said, bro, good job. Hey, um, I need to know. I need to know. Why did you start next to Justin Cooper? And he looked at me with a blank stare and was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, what? the guy is the one guy who can affect your championship and needs to. Why would you start right next to him? And he literally had no explanation at all. He was like, well, I don't know. He's a good starter. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, and I'm like, exactly. Why would he literally had no clue why I was questioning him starting it's, it's next to Justin like, Cooper. It's moments like that where you realize how young he is. Oh, ignorance is bliss sometimes, man. Cause it was, I, I, I would have never gone within five bikes of that guy out of the gate yeah. anytime, let alone the moto where the guy, and I'm surprised Justin Cooper didn't do something. And, I mean, honestly, and it was Levi kitchen. It. it was Levi kitchen on the other side. Exactly. Like I, I. Well, and then Hunter went on the other side of that. Like yeah. It was, a, it was a whole thing. But but Kitchen beat him the first moto, right? So did he deliberately go in between them, right? That's. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't. I, I, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, Ricky. Ricky always talks about condition over position. In, in this situation, it's stay the hell away from Justin Cooper. Yeah. If you're and, key, if you're Kehoe, you're throwing yourself in front of. <laughs> Jets bike. You're you're running down there like no. Yeah. <laughs> but he he did it, and then sure enough, I'm watching out of the gate. Bad jump gets just shut off, and I'm thinking, dude, what was that decision? And again, luckily it worked out for yeah. him. But man, I would say in the future, maybe think those through a little bit more because that could have been bad. Yeah, Brock Glover was losing it in the tower. Also over that, he was like, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. you would never. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's super weird. For sure, but. I, was, I was also really surprised at the uh, the lack of fight by Jarrett Fry in the first moto in the last lap. Mm. Yeah, I, w I was surprised he, they let him ride moto two. He's yeah. out. I mean, I, he's honestly, out of there, I JT. If, I'm, yeah. if I would have guessed that that team is losing their mind in the mechanics area pit board as Jet Lawrence is catching him, right? And yeah, it just didn't seem like there was a whole lot of fight there. Yep. See you later, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, he uh, 
Well, congrats to Jet and the team. Yeah, eighteen he years was, old. He was the best guy in, in this series, in my opinion. Um, he had a he had a midseason slump. I, I truly believe that, where he wasn't riding very well. But over the course of it, I mean, he he deserved to win. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think I think I don't think you can argue that he uh, he had uh, uh, eight moto wins, one more than Cooper. Four overall wins to two for Cooper, right? Um, yep. Justin Cooper had eleven hole shots. Jet only hole shot once. Um, you know that kind of stuff. Um, I would. The amount of riders that Jet passed had to be like ten to one versus Justin Cooper. Yeah. So uh, Cooper did what he had to do. His his first uh, one one and uh, yeah, uh, fifty points. Good job for Justin Cooper. Um, rode really well. Got it done. Did everything he could do, I guess. And then we find out JT that he did hurt his thumb, which we. I was been saying for a while. You told Emmett. Yeah, that. it's. I mean, I know you rail on this. It just the lack of transparency on anything injury related is pretty wild in the sport. Yeah, uh, and he was sick. He got here to stomach wash. Shugel didn't ride. Rode once on that break, and everything kind of unraveled for him from there. He was, then he, then he was got sick. Really, yeah, he was really sick uh, around Bud's Creek time, and uh, you can speculate as to what that sickness was. You can, you know, I don't have proof and I'm not even going to speculate, but you can, if you'd like. No, uh, he, he I, I heard from somebody who would know he tested negative for COVID. And I would have heard the other. Side oh, okay. That, so all right. it's fine. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that's the truth. I'm just telling what I've heard. That's all. Um, yeah. He, but, uh, maybe it wasn't bike setup, JT, second motor Unadilla. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it wasn't bike setup. Maybe the pain okay, shot wore off and he couldn't hang on. But why would you just get another one? Like, why don't you just get? Well, I, I don't know. I think you can only get one, right, in the middle at the start of the day. No, nah, I mean it's dosages. Yeah, right? yeah, but but if you if you're if you use the dose, that's it. You use the dose, right? So, um, uh, I don't know. I, I okay, for well. me, I've, I've done it. I'm I'm just going from personal experience. It's about a three hour window you have, so I would think that they would be able to time that right. You know, I, maybe not. I don't know. So bike setup? No. I definitely don't think it was bike setup. Um, yeah, he, well, whether it was COVID or not, he got sick and his thumb hurt. And Daniel, his thing, his season went south from there. Yeah, it's, uh, two things with Cooper. Number one, he's he's got the dungy consistency thing figured out. He's always up there. He kind of doesn't throw him away, but he's gonna have to learn to win more, and that and that's the key. Like Dungy, he was always good for enough wins to get those points needed where the consistency could carry the season, but the wins would push him over the top in his title runs. And for Justin Cooper, you got the consistency, you got the speed, the starts, but he's got to learn to close. And if he closes one or two more, that's the difference in this championship. So that's one thing. And the second thing is, I guess if you're in a duel with a rider that you're close with, because it's fair to say, right, JT, him and Jet were very close in this thing. You've got to capitalize when the other guy has his bad ones. you got to really stick it to him. And when Jet had his slump, Cooper didn't really take advantage of it. And then when Cooper had his issues, Jet went 1-1-1-1. So it, it's a timing game, I think, when you're in this one-on-one -on -one duel with somebody. When they falter, you've got to get the wins those days to get those extra points. And that's the difference in it. Jet took advantage of Justin's slump. Uh, Justin didn't take advantage of Jets. And I think for Cooper moving forward, if you want to win this thing next year or back up your title, you got to stick some more number ones on the board. Everything else is figured out. You've, you've got to close the deals a couple more, and you're probably safe in these titles. But I, 
to me, that was a difference. Just not capitalizing when it was your turn to take a shot. And Jet did, and Cooper didn't. But don't, do you think – I'll start with you, Daniel. Don't you think that, like, going into next – if everything's fine in Supercross and whatever happens in Supi happens in Supi, like, to me, they're they're 1A and 1B for next year's outdoor title. 100%. Because, I would, you know, I, you take away the thumb and, you know, and then sick getting sick happens. But to me, he was – Jet was the best rider, but Cooper was right there to me. Yeah, yes, close. And I don't, I, it's close. Yeah, yeah, and I don't see, I don't see Cooper going backwards in any way. No. I, I could, I don't know if his ceiling is as high as Jets, but I still think he can do everything good enough to make a run next year. But he will probably be dealing with a better Jet. Jet's going to know the tracks a little better. He's going to be, you know, a, a little older, more mature. So for Justin to make a run at it next year, he's going to have to be better. Like this won't work next year like you got to be better you got to you got to win more of these things because you have to imagine jet's going to be better his ceiling is i think a little higher so i'm with you 1a 1b he's right there but just you can't come back next year and think what he did this year could get it done because it, it, it didn't get it done this year and i don't think it'll get it done next year he's got to have more i i will say that i think if you remove that washugo crash justin cooper's your champion yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, yeah, that, yeah. that was the that was the moment, right? Not only points wise, but momentum too. And the thumb. Well, yeah, so, of course. I, that's a part of the momentum, right? Yeah. That caused that caused the momentum, I think. Um, yeah, he rode once on the break, apparently. You know, so that's yeah. two weeks, two week, three weeks, two weekends where the guy rode once. Um, but yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think Cooper would have taken it, you know. But yeah, I, I think you're also right, Daniel. As Jet will be better, probably. And uh, so Cooper would, would need to match that. And J-Mart, too. Don't forget if J-Mart can avoid, like, 20 injuries next year. Yeah. Um, he's also not someone – I mean, look how good he was when he was there. So I, I'd go 1A, 1B, when, 1C for those three. I, I did this thing on my column last week. If I, I gave J-Mart, like – I think I gave him uh, two-thirds, the, the two motos that he didn't ride at the races – and he was nine back a jet. If you just count the races that J-Mart were at and give him a couple podiums. Now, I know, you know, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of math. That's a lot of sideways math. But he was nine back of jet only, you know. Well, so it, it just shows what was very capable if he would have been out there the whole time. But do you think the dealership makes a better offer and he, and he just stays? <laughs> I mean, with the way things are going right now in this industry, the dealers are popping. So yeah. I don't know what decision he's going to make with that because – both look good to me. He's got a tough, tough call, JT, ahead. Half a million for a parts manager position. It's mm-hmm. a going rate these days. Yeah. All right. Um, Joe Schmoda, 4-2 on the day, and not only uh, a second overall for Joe, he passed AP in the uh, national points and gets a career number. Joe Schmoda has a career number, JT. That's cool. That's real. I mean, I, I hate the Supercross aspect of that, but um, I'm happy for Joe because I, I really think he has taken huge strides forward. Yep. Uh we were honestly, we were kind of making fun of him for, you know, kind of backdooring into a really good series finish last year. And I think he not only kind of shut us up, but he has really kind of earned that, that respect now. He's, he's legitimately good. Uh, his charge in the first moto was good, dude. He was far back. And yeah, he just, I mean, he, he deserves slowly, to be a factory guy. Like, yeah. He is a podium level supercross guy and on a good day, podium level outdoor guy. And he's legit. Like, yep. He deserves every ride, he, he, every ounce of the ride he has. RJ Hampshire, uh, he lost the front end in the second moto. Daniel went down 2 8 on the day. Just another 2 6, sorry. Another, another day in RJ, another day in the life of RJ Hampshire. 
he's consistent. <laughs> he's very, very consistent. I will say this though, from a from a pure fan perspective, he might be the most fun rider to watch on Saturdays. He gives it everything, and that front tire is tucking a hundred times a moto. It, it puts him down once, but there's 99 other ones that almost put him down every moto, and he never ever ever shuts off it's no. just it's a relentless pursuit and a, and a endless chase no matter what is going on he, he could swap and he doesn't even care he just keeps going and sometimes it stays up and those motos are great and yep. then sometimes he the old wash comes through and puts him down no exactly um yeah he's he's the new the new whackers maybe for the outdoors uh <laughs> he's easy to cheer for though i, I will say that Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't see him changing. I don't see him smoothing out in twenty twenty two. You know what I mean? I, I see all of this still happening. He's yeah. too old at this I point. See, He's too you know too sad. I see race wins, but championships yep. are going to be difficult yep. with that approach. Uh, as I said, I think I was I said this earlier this season. A guy was telling me that a guy that used to ride with him tells me that he just trusts traction one hundred percent of the time. There's just always going to yep. be traction to him. Always. Yep. So I think that's, I think that's part of that is growing up in Florida. Like you just grow up in these sandy conditions that are, you know, plus traction all the time. And I think you just get you like, that's just who he is as a rider, but that's what he grew up riding on too. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I got to admit, I was pulling for max to get third overall. And he was at one point, he made a run at Joe, uh, kind of then kind of lost the edge a little bit, uh, on a, on his hometown track, uh, on a track that his dad won on and all that kind of stuff. I was looking forward to him getting his first career podium, but fourth overall for Max Volan, uh, JT. Good ride. It was a good day. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I was a little frustrated that he had a really rough Paula Sakamoto and then just killed it this weekend. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's clearly getting much better. Uh, we, we got glimpses of it. Like, the first moto at the first Paula round was pretty incredible. And then there were some races in there where you're like, eh, I don't know – what's going to happen here he's running around 10 12 15 uh but yeah that i mean that was a great way to end the series and i think it also propels you into the off season with some confidence so when he needs to go back to supercross practice like he's going to have that really nice feeling of running around at the front his first moto of the year and his last moto of the year might have been his two best motos <laughs> like yeah, even though he blew true. up in, in, in paula one uh, you know but um hunter lawrence jt he told me uh after the race that his kit was the 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 best lit kit out of anybody. He's got a t tie in with Daniel Ricardo of F1. I don't really know what it was. Uh, I know who Ricardo is obviously, but I don't really know what the deal was, but he was angry at me for not agreeing that he had the, the, the lit kit of the day. I liked it. Uh, I thought the, the color was really cool. Um, he did have like a custom Ricardo helmet that I think Daniel had some input in the design into. Uh, I, I really did like it though. I, I don't, know if it was the best of the day because i didn't get to see every single outfit of the day but I, it was probably it was probably there for me i told him i would look at all the outfits and get back to him uh that still wasn't good I, enough I think for i'm him. just gonna go with it I okay think it was. all right yeah he said oh because it's not fly and i said no no not at all it's not a fly thing no i'm even even for me like no. i i mean right. I, i'm there it's good right very angry daniel not very angry but i think hey. you are you are probably the one that should never be accused of that because you will do it and like to the point where you piss me off talking about <laughs> other people's stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of told Hunter. I'm like, look, man, it's not a fly thing. I, I will, uh, I'll just let, let me look at all the kits and I'll get back to you. Yeah. So that wasn't good enough hey, for him. 
question for both of you on that. Do you do you consider this summer a success or a failure for Hunter? It's a success. He won a race. And so third in the points and the win, you'll, overall you'll call it a win, yeah. even though some of it was a little underwhelming. JT, you too? Success or I think kinda, as eh. a as a top line, third in points and winning a race, uh, if you're just saying that, that's successful. If you really dig into it, there were some weekends where he wasn't great. Right. That's what I was thinking too. I, I It's weird because as good as it is on a macro level, I, I feel a little underwhelmed because I thought I would have sought more. Um, and I, and I don't know if this was like a kind of a foundational year again, cause the guy's been hurt so much. Well, he's sick. Some, so that's, that a, too. that's a really big part of it right now. That he's, too. he's not, he's not well. And I'm just, I'm wondering though, for some of these guys, if they're like, look, I need, I need to put a whole year together, be at every race. And then maybe next year I'll, I'll give it another run. I'll go, I'll go for the jugular because I feel like sometimes these guys, they come back from injury and they want to be winning. Even like Forkner, I feel like this summer for him was a slow building foundation rebuild. And I, like, I feel confident in both of them going into next year because they both put together just kind of clean summers, but uh, a little underwhelming too. I, I kind of thought Hunter would have been the, one of the two who had a better shot at this title. And then it's, it's weird that it didn't work out that way. But I was just curious of your thoughts if, you, if it's a success or a failure or kind of uh, just okay. I'm just curious. Um. Yeah, I, I feel better about Hunter. You said you feel confident for Hunter and Forkner. I don't feel confident for Forkner. I mean, I'm not ready to write him off either, but um, certainly, hey, his bike let go while he was third in the first moto. And second moto, he was 38th gate pick or whatever, and then he got fifth place. So good ride for Austin Forkner, but I, I'm jury's still out for me. I'll take, I'll, I'll take Hunter every day. Like right. you trust Hunter more next yeah. year than you trust Austin? Oh, Austin's. yeah, okay. for sure, yeah. Um, Dylan Schwartz, what do you guys make of the Moseman Schwartz thing, JT? Well, we didn't get to see everything about it, um, but I was I was honestly more shocked at uh, the comment. I think Fro's comment is that he he was thinking maybe those two got together somehow. <laughs> that to me was more shocking. That was that was more notable. Okay, was the comment is I think maybe those two got together. <laughs> <laughs> what gave that away? Well, I mean, they are basically in each other, inside each other's motorcycles, right? Yeah, yeah. they're basically welded into one one machine, right? right. Yeah. Mosman so, said, yeah, yeah Mosman told me after the race, Mosman said, he, you know, he had a plan at the bottom of that hill to charge to the inside, and he, and then uh, he knew Schwartz was going wide, but then Schwartz went a little further inside, and Mosman said he was already committed. So right. he said it was a racing I mean, incident, honestly, but, yeah. I think it was just a huge bummer for Schwartz because it robbed him of such a great moto finish, yeah. I think. Yep. Um, but, I mean, racing racing incident happened. That was really the only thing I was bummed about is I thought Schwartz had a great opportunity there. Yeah, he goes 10-7 on the day. Could have been a 5-7 very easily, you know, 4-7, right. yeah. something like yep. that. Because Mosman probably would have got him. Mosman was coming. Yeah, I think 4-7 was very realistic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh Farisi, Daniel, pulls the whole shot. I love it. I I have a, I have a soft spot for fill-in riders. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I have a I have an extra soft spot for the team for allowing him to run his own suspension. Because I when I found out Varese had this deal, I DM'd him and I was like, "Dude, congrats. Well deserved. Put your suspension on the bike." And he was like, "Will do." And then when I heard it on the broadcast, I was it, it warmed my little heart that the team let him run his own suspension because I can tell you from my one experience when you hop on someone else's dirt bike and it's this nice, shiny, factory, great thing, it's not great if you don't like the way the bike feels if it's not set up for you. 
And for him to be able to put his stuff on and just kind of use the good parts of the factory bike, but be able to use the parts of his own program that made him comfortable, I felt that made the difference because if you're a young kid like him and you get this opportunity and you flop it, that sets you back so far. Like for me, I was 26 when I got my fill-in ride. My career was, I mean, it was over anyway, so it wasn't a big deal, but for a kid to get a chance and then for it to go bad because you don't like the bike, that would have been horrible for him. So I look at this whole thing for him, like just incredible leading laps, battling, looking like one of the guys. And I, I know it didn't turn out great in the results column. I don't, I think he was outside the top 10, but I, I don't care. I just, he passed the eye test. He looked like one of those guys. And so for me, man, I, I just, I see the whole thing as a huge success. I don't know what it does for him, but, Man, I'm I'm just pumped for the kid. I think they find a way to keep him on Austrian bike next year, somewhere, somehow. Nathan Ramsey was doing some stuff for him for Orange Brigade, right? And I think I think they find a way to put him somewhere. Um, JT, I thought he got the bike. So he had his privateer bike. He's out of a motorhome with his dad, right, and everything mm -hmm. else. And I I thought to myself, wow, this kid always charges up. Like he looks really good. He looks in shape. I've told him that a few times. I'm like, dude, you always charge up at the end of the motos. You know what I mean? Really good privateer effort. Everything else. He gets the fill-in, he gets better starts, and then I think that speed was a little bit too much for him, and now his fitness was a little bit in question on the factory bike only. Do you know what I mean? Because I think he, yeah, was, well, he was higher, yeah. he, was, he was going at a higher level than he was yeah, used to. Yeah, he's not used to that intensity. Right. I think that's very likely. But to me, I think he did everything you could ever ask out of, out of somebody in that scenario, right? You just, yeah. when, you're, when you get the shot, you have to make the most of the shot. And he did that, man. He was winning the damn race, you know, like, to me, it was just such a huge step forward when he was offered better equipment. Um, I just love to see that because it, we see so often it doesn't go that way. You know, you just give the guy a factory bike or whatever, and it's just a little Ends bit up being like Daniel. Just yeah. ends up being like Daniel. <laughs> yeah, nightmare, uh, nightmares for the rest of your life. Thanks. Right. But, yep. I mean, you think about all four motos, man. He was up there. Like, he was a legitimate contender. And, yes, okay, at the end of the motos, he wasn't able to stay on the pace of Shimoda and those guys, but for – 15 or 20 minutes, he damn sure was. He was just as good as those guys for over half the race. Yep. Yep, I agree. That's why I think he and, somehow – like there's no ride for him, but I think they figure something out. I hope so. He, I honestly believe he deserves it. Have you ever talked to him, JT? Have you I ever, have not. Yeah, really good kid. Dad's cool. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe the skinniest kid I've ever seen in my life. He is. <laughs> he looks yeah. like he's 11. Yeah. yeah, he looks 11 well, without question. I think Jeremy Han has him beat for looking 11. Just his photo. <laughs> but, um, okay. K kitchen nine. Kitchen was again fast. Kitchen again passed a bunch of dudes. Uh, but then he fell in the second moto. And then he told me afterwards, like, I was just whooped, dude. I said to him, hey, man, you were kind of catching fry a little bit. And you were moving up. And then you, you lost some time. And did you tip over? Did you almost go off the track again? He's like, no, man. I was just super tired. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. He just, it was a lot of work, right? He, 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 had worked his I way think up. He crashed motors. when he was uh, he was battling with Hunter Lawrence. I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. Second one, he crashed. No, and he crashed. Yeah, he crashed second moto. Went way back and then moved up. Um, yeah. Uh, Mosman, like we said, eleven eight on the day. I said I thought you'd be bummed. He goes, "You just don't know me very well, Steve." Okay, all right, Mosman, <laughs> move, move, moving on. I would have thought he'd be bummed with that finish too. Nope, because he was happy. He's just always happy. He said so. Okay. Um, eleven eight on the day for Mosman, but certainly showed some speed. Fry, 910. Uh, no word if he chained himself to the bike or not at the end of the day to keep it. Um, but uh, yeah, he's actually he just rode immediately from the track to like the pits, loaded it into a trailer and never to be seen again. Or just take the bike on the highway to the hotel. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Just get yep. the bike out of there, like yep. straight from the track. Right. They'll never find him. Right. Um, but he rode better at the end of the year. Yeah, but it's still yeah. not to the level that it needs to be on for that team. We right. we know that team doesn't uh, they don't waste time. Yep. And if you're getting tenth, that's that's just not good enough for that right. team. Just what it is. So Forkner's bike broke. We touched on that. That could have been a, a, a best finish for Forkner. He was pretty good. Uh, Derek Kelly thirteenth. Boomer bust for Derek Kelly. Yeah. Um, Finally, they got points out of Derek Kelly in fantasy. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, Rick Alzinga from Holland, seventeen, eighteen. JT, you didn't pick him last week in fantasy like so many other people did, and this week he paid off for you. It's bull- he did. It's bullshit. Did. Uh, yeah, yeah. It goes uh, goes both ways. I've been I've been on the receiving end. I was on the receiving end this weekend, no doubt. But I've been burned many times. Uh, Austin Black, seventeenth. Again, I like this kid. Charges hard. Looks good. Uh, Kilroy, fourteenth. Um, I don't know what happened. Master pool and second moto. Anybody know? DNF, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing bike issue because I did not see a crash. I know, but he was kind of still riding kind of hard. So, yeah, maybe bike issue. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean, he was slipping back quickly. Well, that could be a bike issue too. But, yeah. Um, What else? Tanner Ward from Canada, Daniel. Tanner Ward crashed late in yeah, the second he- moto, but otherwise he would have got points both motos. I feel like I contributed to that. I, I helped him with his results this weekend. How so? Uh, he DM'd me and asked me where he could ride during the week because he needed to ride, and I pointed him in the right direction of Marysville Riverfront. I don't know if he took me up on it or not, but I feel like my uh, response in the DM is what contributed to his great weekend. So okay. I'll, just, well. I'll, I'll take it, and I won't. Uh, I don't really want to hear an argument. <laughs> I want. I want some credit. All right. Oh, Canada. You get it. Yep. Okay. Um, one of the Honda guys told me that they were thinking about putting Dylan Wright on uh, Sexton's bike, but Dylan weeded himself. But damn, that could have been. Oh, that would have been amazing. You saw his, you saw his crash. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, JT. Did oh. you ever see it? It's a big one. The Supercross yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that sucks. Uh, we could have had a Canadian on a factory bike. Um, uh, what else? Tommy Rios. Um, two fifty wise. Anything else? Nope. Mm, okay. I think so. All right. Um, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, of course, for making this podcast happen. And JT, the big things for Fly Racing is that is that thing happening for Fly? Do you think JT that big thing? I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. Um, how are we looking? Oh man, I don't know. I've had my heart broken so many. <laughs> it's times. up. It's down. It's yeah, I'll say I'll say less than fifty percent, just because I I'm trying not to get excited about anything. Okay. All right. All right. Well, damn it. Uh, anyway, I don't know, though I don't know. I mean, it could be certainly higher odds. Than yeah. That, but and I just I don't know. I've had my guts ripped out so many times. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, FlyRacing.com. You will not get your guts ripped out with Fly Racing uh, because remember they make- remember a year ago we had. Geico Honda signed to a three-year deal with Jet Lawrence on it. So just that's <laughs> these are the types of things that happen that's, to me. That's a good point. I never thought about right. that. Yeah, you had it. It was done. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, why didn't you just try to get Jet some gear? Have you ever met Lucas Myrtle? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exhibit A. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, Renthal and Maxis on board with us as well. Motorsport.com, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. Uh, they got a dedicated team of gearheads over there to help you out to get your Fly Racing or your Renthal or your Maxis or whatever. And uh, go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com and uh, make a purchase through the uh, banner to help us out. And Motorsport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts as well. 
Thanks to the guys at Motorsport. Uh, really, really good bunch of dudes down there. And Cobolinks, man. Uh, these are lowering suspension links. They're made in Boise, Idaho. Pulp of Mexico to save with Cobolinks.com. Motorsport carries them as well. And uh, from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha, they'll give you some more confidence. They'll help your uh, plushness of your bike. They'll help you turn better if you're shorter of stature uh, or if you're girlfriend or whatever. Look into Cobolinks, man. Uh, good company. Arma as well. Pulp MX20 is the code to save with Arma. Get some blitz. Get some hydrate. Get some fire. Uh, Arma.com. Daniel, do you use Arma? Uh, I do not. I don't use anything like that. I've, I, so I don't even have anything to compare it to. So I apologize, but no. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, well, we'll get you some Arma. Maybe some fire. Yeah. It's a caffeine supplement, you know? Guide me. Guide me to the promised land, Steve. I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Daniel, right. do, do, you, do you exercise much? No, I haven't really done that in a while either. Okay. Well, you so, probably don't need these things then. But that's why I needed guidance. Thank you. <laughs> okay. No problem. So how do you keep your figure, Daniel, if you don't exercise at all? Do you just not eat? Good genetics. All right. Uh, thanks to the folks at Arma. Pulpamex20 is the code to save again. And thanks to Onyx Maps. Uh, download the app. It's got a, uh, I don't, Weege always reads this one and I don't have the copy, but I think JT says 200,000 miles of trail. It's, it's a somewhat crazy amount. And like, so you can. The point of like, I'm like, that can't be, that can't be real. Like, right. There's got to be exaggeration. Yeah. So get the app and uh, download it. And if you ride a mountain bike or if you uh, a pedal road bike or whatever it is, uh, this Onyx Maps can take you uh, and show you all the, all the, um, Trails all over the place, motocross stuff as well, and uh, all over the USA and more. So thanks to the folks at Onyx Maps. So please check that app out. Jeremy McGrath uses it. That's all you need to know. McGrath pulled his phone out, opened Onyx Maps, and showed me some trails. So that's all you need to know. Uh, all right, move on to 450 class. Um, I guess, sweet Jesus, uh, what a race for Dylan Ferrandez, JT. Um, that, that is his season in a nutshell. We just saw it happen right in front of us. Yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. I mean, the effort he put in really without, you know, any need to in the second moto was uh, was pretty great. I mean, he closed down on the likes of Cooper Webb and these guys. The distance he closed was incredible. And uh, I think that, you know, a track that was that tricky and slippery and, in a word, not great, maybe two words not great, uh, I think his, his skill set and the things he does really well shines even more. You know, when, when the track's easy to go fast on, I don't think he has such a, a an advantage over these guys. But when it's really difficult to go fast, I think he uh, kind of rises to the top. And he proved that in that second motorbike with that comeback. Yeah, I mean, the harder you push on a track like that, the more mistakes you make. But, yeah, throttle control, line selection, that kind of stuff, yep. Uh, yep. which is things he's great at. I mean, Daniel, he had Cody Shock's leg in his bike. <laughs> he was 39th. Poor Cody Shock. Uh, yeah, I, I look – Ferrandis is like he's the new freight train. You know, Tomac's been that guy for the last few years that can just turn it on and just it won't stop till the checkered. Um, you think back to the Baggett days. Remember, Baggett used to do the same thing. Like the last 10 minutes was crazy. Well, that's that's just Dylan now. And once he kind of locks in and the train starts moving, it just doesn't stop. And it's it's fun to watch because he, he has this feel to the way he rides where you think it's wild and crazy. But if you actually watch him close, it's not at all. He's very methodical. It's just at a really high pace. So it's a it's a rare combination of technical and willing to hang it out a little bit. And, um, dude, he, he's fun to watch. And I, for me personally, I've just really grown to like him a lot more. I've always kind of liked him, but 
I just respect him a lot more. Just the way he races, um, his commitment, the way he respects his competition, the way he talks about them. He's really figured out how to have the whole package here. So, uh, I mean, I know this is a closing down of a season show, but I, I can't wait for next year just to see what he does, to see if he can back it up and then what he does indoors. He's just all around, like really fun to watch. And uh, I, I, I think his fan base has grown and he's definitely grown past some of the things of the, of the past because I got people that I know that didn't like him and they just respect the crap out of him now. So uh, kudos to him on a good season and just he, he's really he's fulfilled that well-rounded, um, you know, that, that well-rounded package on and off the bike. He, he's awesome. JT, after the race, he told me how, uh, a little bit about, first of all, there was no pressure. There felt, he felt pressure mm -hmm. at Paula. This one, he felt yeah. no pressure. And so he was really able to ride loose and free. And I'm, yep. I'd be like, yeah, that, that seems about yeah, right. Yeah, that totally makes, yeah, right. totally makes sense. And he also told me about how, how hard he is to work with <laughs> as far as I want the bike better. You know, the bike needs to be better. We, let's test at 9 o'clock today all day, and then we'll test at 9 o'clock the next morning. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, was like, I've, yeah. I've heard – from a few people that are, have been around him this summer, um, that there is nothing else in his life besides being better at racing dirt bikes. Like, and th this is, these are from people that are used to being around that level of talent. Right. But the, the level of dedication from him seems to be uh, pretty unique. What a ride. Damn. Christian, Christian said he was uh, coming up on him and you know, that, that was for the overall when he got Christian for those two points, he needed it. Christian was like, yeah, I felt like flipping him off. But I could I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do anything. I, I, there's nothing I could do. Yeah. God, dude, he was he was just yeah, like you said, just eating these guys up that are like amazing riders, you know. Yeah, I I honestly thought in that first moto that Christian Craig might run away with it. I really in the, did. In the second moto, you mean? Was it first moto? I thought it was first moto. No, second Maybe moto was, was when he led laps. Okay. Yeah. Whenever he got out front, I'm like, with the way the season is, I don't <laughs> think anybody really wants to be here so much. Right. You can just go right now and then yeah that didn't work out but no yeah he actually only led one lap but yeah, yeah. um uh tomac uh i think tomac tomac set the fastest lap by i think 1.8 seconds or something in moto one and then went down and, and he might have won that moto he was entering that zone he was getting right, there the always yes. yeah he was it was cranking up and then yeah the, the crash bent his bike up a little bit and said he uh, hurt his thumb pretty yep. good yeah um but yeah you could just see it you could see the the machine spooling up for one of those rides yeah and he uh then christian said he w went off the track in front of him and then he went off the track again and chris was like what's this guy doing and then he like his, <laughs> christian would get close and then he like pull away again he's like i don't know what was going on with him a little bit so 4-1 on the day he goes out a winner daniel for cowie and for Krantz, uh not a winner overall, but the, the last moto for Cowie, he wins it. And it, it took a balls-out, um, gnarly ride by uh, uh, Dylan for, for, to steal Eli's overall. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw the Instagram. I think it was Pro Motocross um, posted a, a video of Dylan finding out he won the overall. He didn't even know he won it, and he was kind of learning in the moment. And uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And then for Eli, yeah, that fall – he didn't even have to win that moto. If, if he just gets to Webb, he goes 3-1. But, you know, he'll look back and realize that that fall cost him another overall, which would have been a great way to end his entire run with Cowie. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say, for me personally, I, I Kranz was my mechanic when I filled in at Geico. So I have a relationship with him that I still have now. And, I, I mean, as much as I want to say good job to Eli, I do want to say good job to Kranz because – He's been under a lot of pressure for a long time, a lot of wins, a lot of championships, 
and he's done a great job, and, and I, I think he has earned his new role, which is to be home and be more in-house. So a uh, yeah. huge shout-out to, obviously, the Tomax Team Cowie. And mm-hmm. for me personally, I, I just want to give it to Kranz, dude. Good good run, bro. Well, JT, not happy about him being on the broadcast so much. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, no, I, I just, it was more – I don't like when they put things – in the middle of the race like don't run a like a story feature in the middle of the race don't put up graphics about a mechanic you know like that's all pre-moto or after the moto stuff for me when the race is on you show the race i don't think they have time they don't have time there's like a 10 minute window before the race starts and before each moto and then there's like a 13 minute window after the moto. and i know there's stuff going on but i want to if the race is on i want to see the race that's it Jeez, Daniel, he's tough. He's tough on the on the crew. No comment from me right now on this one. Uh, but anyways, uh, JT. By the way, Craig led four laps. My bad. Um, not just one. Um, but yeah, Kran's uh, second winningest uh, mechanic rider combo of all time. We think uh, it's Carmichael and Goose up top to no one's surprise, and then we think it's Kran's after that. So. That's awesome. That's impressive. Yeah, for sure. And he's going in house. Uh, and I heard Cooper's guy is going to work for Eli next year. Uh, Jelly Bean, Jelly, Jelly. What's his name? Daniel. I don't know. It's Jelly. I have no clue. Uh, yeah, I think it's Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean, Jelly. But that's not his real name. But he's working for Eli. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Are you sure? <laughs> well, there is a you Jelly. Don't, you don't think his real name is Jelly Bean? <laughs> there is a Jelly Bean uh, uh, producer guy. That's, I think that's his name. <laughs> Yeah, there's also Suge Knight. I don't think Suge Knight is his mechanic either. Suge is his mechanic? <laughs> uh, I feel like Suge is behind bars. Um, Cooper Webb, uh, third overall, and uh, yeah, led some laps. Qualified fastest, too. Coop Webb. There we go. Turning around late in the season. Definitely was better. He said, on his, in- he said on his Instagram he wants to show he's not a Supercross-only guy. So You're a national champion. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, You've won an outdoor title, bro. We know. That's what I keep holding on to whenever somebody wants to talk shit on Cooper Webb's outdoor. I'm like, the guy won a national championship. Jason Anderson? Okay, I'll give you that. Like, he never really did that great outdoors, right? Uh, Cooper Webb's a national champion. And, and, and so, yeah, he can ride outdoors. He can ride outdoors. Um, Hot Raft, fifth overall. Craig, fourth overall. I, I tweeted this in the in the first moto that Craig could have gone five five with no brakes. Maybe that was a little harsh because Anstey <laughs> Anstey rode pretty well, but there was a clear a clear line there between these guys. Um, oh, Roxon, uh, first moto. If I I told I said uh, JT the start of this that 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 first moto was Ferrandis' season in a nutshell. Well, that second the first moto was also maybe Roxon's season in a nutshell, except for Unadilla. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I don't even think we can be surprised anymore. Yeah. I mean, this is just yeah. what Kenny is. If, if the conditions are really tough, he is going to suffer. I mean, that's just what it seems like it's going to be from here on out. And I don't think it's his fault, as I've mentioned many times, but we just should expect it. We should expect tough days for him. Daniel, it's almost like he has one bad race a series that costs him, Your Honor, and this is what people were saying. I'm not going to dig up old arguments. Uh, so I'm not going to go there. What I will say though, is I've already had people reach out to me and they're like, man, what a flop. What a, what a, what a poor season. And again, I I think you got to look at the expectations with him because he hasn't won a championship since 
the injury, right? Since the big injury at Anaheim, he hasn't won a title. So the expectations with him is title or bust, which I don't know if that's all the way fair. I think, again, it's all going to have to align itself perfectly for him to be able to get through a long, long championship without these issues. I personally think he has a better shot at it indoors because I don't think the weather will obviously play the role that outdoors do. And I, I just don't know if he can do 24 motos where you know there's going to be hot ones. There's going to be some bad second motos. And right. if, yep. if he if he's preserving at all, you can't win when you're preserving against someone like Dylan or Eli. Where indoors, I, I, I still think there's a, there's a shot he gets one indoors. I don't think he can get one outdoors because I don't think he can handle 24 motos. Your Honor, uh, this is what when, people were saying, Your Honor, all year long. But he's saying indoors it's not such a factor. Ah, it still is. I, 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 it is, but not as much is all I'm saying. Oh. I, I think I think indoors can be managed better than outdoors on J- the physical side. JT, if you're Roxon, and, and I think I know your answer to this, but if you're Roxon, do you take any solace, any pride, any joy, any happiness, any good feelings, any good vibes out of the fact that you finished number one in combined points? Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Max Anstey, uh, first moto crashed, I think, on the opening lap uh, and came all the way back to ninth. Second moto, he he gave Craig a little run there. He was all over Craig a little bit. So, yeah, good job for Max Anstey. Going to Rocky Mountain, we think, JT. Uh, but good job for Max Anstey. Yeah, I believe uh, it's looking like they're going to have three guys over there, I think. So, that would be uh, that'd be a nice move for him. Uh, Hartraft and uh, and and Anstey uh, making Twisted T proud. DB, Billy Bolt. Yeah, I I'm pumped for him obviously, but for me, I, I I'm pumped for the team. Uh, the HEP guys, they're NorCal guys. I've known the Pipes family like she's my whole life. I think so. For them to end the season with Brandon's finish and Max's ride, I just I'm happy for them that they can close down with some positives, you know, cause it's been bumpy road up and down and then the online stuff. And it, there, there's just been some high and low moments for the team. So I'm just happy the, for them uh, on a personal side. Accosting you know? a journalist at a race. <laughs> the harassment, the harassment of, of a esteemed media <laughs> member. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they, uh, they look, they turned it around it seemed like things got better from then on. Once they put you in your place, seems like the team turned things around. I, I said this a few weeks ago. They, they overhauled their suspension and motor package and they've been better since. And it's, it's easy to see. So good job. Keep that up. Heart raft will stay there next year. And then JT Bogle's going to ride their bike. I guess that makes oh, really? sense. Oh, that makes sense. Test it out and see if he wants to be there. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't that make heard, sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Bogle and I heard and, that's quick. I heard that's like this week. Bogle and so Twisted I, T. Like that makes that makes a, a nice combo. Well, I think he has he has talent. Um, I think he he just needs to be healthy. That's that's the biggest thing, right? Because I don't think we're seeing anywhere near the best Justin Bogle we can see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you get a fully a fully healthy Justin Bogle and a happy one and you I mean you have a guy that can be at the top 10 and for that team that's that's great results. Uh Ryan Surratt 88. Good job Ryan Surratt. Crazy good. Yeah. Right? He was really good. Yeah. Good job. Privateer. What did he end up in the points? Um Did he do them all? Yeah. He did oh, do them oh all, boy. right? Oh boy, Daniel. 
Yeah, he did them. No, all. no. I mean, I knew he was at most. I'm saying, did uh, did he did he actually do all of them? Though? 18th in the them. points. And actually, if you look at his season, the second half is obviously you know we we lost some depth, but by far the second half of the season he came on pretty strong. Um, the top placing privateer is Cody Shock at 174, and then after that is Rod Bell at 105, and then Surratt. So, um, Bogle ninth or eighth. Uh, yeah, we said Bogle eighth. I had him in fantasy, so I was watching him. JT in the first moto, he moved up, so that was good. Um, Robbie Wageman tenth place. Good job, Robbie Wageman. It's pretty surprising. Yeah, he rode really well. I mean, that's two yeah. weeks in a row. Obviously, this weekend was better, but yeah. um, we can't overlook the depth part of this. But who cares? Like th- those guys all rode really well. Yeah, Rod Bell eleventh. Bryson Gardner, Kevin Moran's got to ride Savachi's bike. Um, and uh, I, the first moto, he was going backwards, and I guess the the he literally like talk about Daniel about the suspension, like he just jumped on Joey's settings without yeah, anything. N- not yeah. only that, but he also didn't ride the first half of the summer, so his, his opportunity wasn't a fair one, in my opinion. It was it was more of a cool opportunity, but not a realistic like here's your shot because he wasn't fully prepared and he just hopped on someone's bike, so. Uh, I yeah. think whatever you can get out of the day is a good thing, but I, I just hope people don't look at it like, oh, he had a shot and he didn't really do a, a crazy good job. There, there's variables you got to consider, and his, he wasn't like a Verizzi where you had a you know ten rounds of knocking on the door get your shot. I mean, Moran's I don't even think he was riding in like June, so uh, th- good day for him. I, I think cool opportunity, probably a really cool day for him. R.J. Wageman, I think those are the first points he scored outdoors, and. 16 14 on the day and his fitness really played into it like he was he was just grinding out there and wearing guys down so good job for rj wageman our jerky 15th overall uh freddie norn crashed in both motos i think crashed out of the second moto i think he crashed in the first moto too big one on the start of the second moto yeah 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 that thing took uh a shock it kenny kenny hurt his foot there uh took ferrandis down took norin down took Somebody. Have you watched? Have you watched the uh, the replay of that? Yeah. Oh man, Norin is all over the place. Yeah, ping, zigzagging ping, down the starch. Pin, pinballing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Ben Lemay was running ninth in Moto One. His shock went. Bummer for Ben. Couldn't get it fixed for the second Moto. Uh, Josh Moseman came out of retirement or whatever it is. To he had an orange helmet on too. Did he? Had an orange oh, helmet man, on. Awesome. Yep. What was his results? I didn't. Uh, I didn't look. Um, Ben LeMay, who? Oh, Mosman? Mosman, uh, yeah. 30-27. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Devin Bates actually was winning the first moto at one point. I, I took a photo of that. <laughs> <laughs> he was beating Ken Roxon and everybody. Hashtag live timing. Uh, Leighton Smale, uh, Lance's kid, got, uh, got a uh, 19th in the second moto. Leighton Smale. God, JT, we are getting fucking old. Yeah, Lance's yeah, kid are, is scoring points. Competitors are racing. Yeah, it's it's you know it's time to hang it up. <laughs> I can't just in life. I just hang up life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is my last year anyway, so right. Um, Scott Meshi. We always overlook Scott Meshi. Shout out to Scott Meshi. Good job. Um, and that's it. Four fifties, right? Anything else, boys? Anything nope. else you want to talk about? We go into the long break. Well, actually, for me, I go to Italy on Wednesday for more racing. But uh, for many of these uh, shows and articles and things we do, we go into a long break. Are you going to do the triple header, JT, coming up in Italy? 
Uh, I have requested. It looks that way, yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I was scheduled to do the – there was only one, right? Right. And it was uh, Halloween Halloween day. I was doing that one. Uh, but And I was going to Portugal the weekend before, so now I'm trying to just roll those all into one week. Daniel, you um, going to go to Italy, Daniel, to do any GPs? I mean, I didn't go to Hangtown. It's a half hour from my house. I'm probably not going to Italy. <laughs> okay, I was just checking. It could be an, oh, an opportunity for Eagle Grit. I, I mean, I'd have to check the uh, the local crop and see what they got there and maybe send a team there right. with some nets. But other than that, no, I, I, I really don't have any interest. Other than I will say I have been watching some of the MXGP races. And, dude, that I, I wish that I – have been more involved with these guys and know these guys better because it's pretty damn fun to watch man like i and i really like their track so i as much as i'm kind of disconnected from it everything i see i really like so jt uh, i understand why you're so in because it's it's pretty damn the, good the mx2 is just nutty like i don't know half of these dudes in mx2 and uh you know what i mean but it's like different guys all the time and and yeah it's it's good daniel uh how would you approach this vaccine thing what do you want to give us your thoughts on the vaccine and the entry requirements to the eu i i don't know anything so i don't okay. know yeah i mean i know you're like in it every day looking i my information comes from you so whatever well, I, said, I know, I know you, is i didn't know if you just want to share any opinions or you know really put your thoughts out there on the on the subject at all no i'm a pretty opinionated person and i usually just say whatever i'm thinking but there's a few subjects that i definitely keep <laughs> to myself the best i can that would be probably at the top of the list. JT. I know that's why I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to make you as uncomfortable as possible. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, that. No problem. All right. Uh, also, too, um, um, not. You know, there's a misconception on there that I hate these these uh, these bikes being revved after championships and burnouts and stuff. I think that's a fair. No, I don't think that's no. a misconception. I no, I am. I am here to set the record straight. All you people DMing me and, t- and tweeting me like. I am fine with a championship burnout. Nothing wrong with that. That's a, that's a, a two-minute thing, three-minute thing. Shut it down. I'm fine with revving your bike and all of that. What I am not fine with is the Rockstar Husky thing from a few years ago, the Designations KTM thing, the Adam C. and Cirillo National Championship, where you're actively trying to blow the bike up for 10 minutes and you're just revving the shit out of it. You're pouring, you're pouring beer in the exhaust. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're turning the exhaust pipe blazing hot like a volcano. That's the part I'm not fine with. So stop tagging me on the burnouts. Nothing wrong with a good burnout after a race win. That's cool. Who cares? Whatever. It is the, I'm going to rev this shit for 10 minutes, and then hopefully it blows up. And if it doesn't blow up, I'm going to rev it again. Like, that's the part where I, I don't get that part. And that's ridiculous and stupid. And you'll never change my mind on that. But burnouts. Do you have any reasons why you don't like it? It's just stupid. It's stupid okay. to blow up a bike. It's stupid to treat a bike like that. It's stupid to not be have anybody allowed to have a conversation anywhere within 100 yards of that bike. <laughs> you know, like, like all of that part. Like, that's all just stupid. But a burnout, hey. a good burnout, no problem with a burnout. Hey, how about, how about this? Ferrandis is all about his diet, right? He's a very strict diet. He obviously won't let anything into his body that's not, you know, thoroughly approved. Yet he has got beer shooting off the back of his muffler wide open. I mean, does he know what's going into his body at that moment? 
Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. Does he yeah. know? Yeah. Because, I mean, that video, I'm thinking, man, for a guy who's really concerned about what he eats, he is eating a shit ton of chemicals at this moment, and he don't seem to care. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, and also, too, by the way, too, the, the 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 whole vaccine thing. Not to get too much into it, but I find it ironic that one of the one of the anti-vaxxer guys is Chad, and he's fine to have that opinion. But then somebody reminded me about how Chad said on the show, on my show, a little while ago, that he had to go to Tijuana for a surgery that was not approved in America. So I just yeah, I remember. I remember this. this right. Was uh, 2010. Right. He was sick. Chad was like, "Yeah, I had to go to Tijuana and get something done. It wasn't approved in America." But but I'm like, "Oh, well, hold on. What Tijuana?" Like yeah. okay, so he was anyway. walking. He was going back and forth right. across the border every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyways, I just found that funny. Um, okay, so yeah, I don't. So, stop tagging me in the burnout videos. I'm fine. It's no problem. A good burnout. You just won a championship. No problem. But when sh- you've had when you've had eight race tech rants about burnouts, I think it's fair that the fans can tag you when there's a burnout. You deserve it. I'm sorry. Just stop trying to blow the bike up, you idiots. That's all That's- I'm saying. That's the point. A burnout is not blowing the bike up. A burnout is not blowing the bike up. Not at all. You just just do a tire. Light up light up the tire. All right. Good? You know the bikes don't have feelings, right? Also, too, Roger DeCoster told me how dumb it was yesterday as well. Thank you, Roger. The man. Doesn't do anything to stop it. He knows. He's the man. He knows. Um, so, anyways. So, congratulations to, to, to Jet. Generational down, uh, generational, Daniel. I'm I'm past that argument. I I don't even want to ever talk about it ever again. Just because you feel- actually no, hold on, because I will say one thing though. <laughs> I I did hold on one last one last one last thing. This one's for you, Steve. I did a poll on my Instagram last night. Generational with a question mark, yes or no? The Tim Ferry said yes. So just want you. To okay, know. JT. Does Timmy would Timmy be able Can't to be trusted? Thank you. Can't be trusted. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Timmy. Hey, hey, no. Here's the best part. No writers responded. Like literally, like a night writers follow me, but there was not not one writer who voted yes or no at all. But Michael Essie and Tim Ferry both voted yes. I just want to let that be known. <laughs> he said that Timmy also said that James Stewart and Ricky Carmichael from 2007 would get like 12 10 to 14. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that in today's racing. And JT, do you think Timmy could name two things about Jet Lawrence? Uh, maybe because he gets a lot of press, but stuff like that where it's like an opinion and and you really have to weigh factors and like really think about it. Do not go to Timmy because he's just going to shoot from the hip. Whatever comes to, pops in his mind. Well, Daniel, using an Instagram poll to to prove his point. I mean, come on, <laughs> I, Daniel. Uh, hey, did you do you want to know what the poll results were, or should we just end the show? No, yeah. What was it? 85% yes, 15 no. Oh, there we go. All right. All right, well, uh, I was going to talk about Mookie to signing Rockstar Suzuki, but you know, initial thoughts on that, JT? Rockstar Suzuki? Rockstar Husky, sorry. Whoa. Okay, that was news. That, that was news. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's cool. I, I'm, I'll be happy to have Mookie back in the Outdoor Series. And yeah. I'm happy yeah. he got a two-year deal, too, which I know he was really looking for. Him yeah. training at Baker's is an odd thing. I, I got to wait and see if that's actually happening. I hear it is, but I want to. It is happening. It was on TV. He talked about it on TV. He said, I'm going to Alden Baker's? Yes, he did. Wow. Sure did. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. he's like, he's like, I already know what it is they do. Like, I, I was there when my older brother was winning championships there. I watched it every single day. I know exactly what I'm going to have to do. Right. So 
I thought that was a pretty good answer. Something I hadn't really thought about. It's like I, I already am well versed in this program. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it. That's a wrap. We'll probably do some more silly season stuff, or I don't know, JT. We'll figure something to talk about uh, at some point. Um, we can talk about GPS a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Especially when Weege gets back from Rome, he'll be all you know. Oh, he'll have the inside scoop. He'll be immersed in it. So we could do a Caroli pod because I've I've been around him a lot. And uh, yeah, you know, and he deserves it honestly more than anything. Right, Daniel will ask you for jump in there too. No, I won't be available for those because I will not be able to contribute at all. All right, Sorry. and you didn't even get to see Dark Side yesterday, Daniel. He was there. He's media, media guru. What do you mean? What do you mean I didn't get to see him? He he did my podcast with me last night, and then he went to the after party with Jet last night. Oh me. wow! Yeah, dude, I I spoil the guy. I don't I don't make funny intros and tease him and i i i gave him the red carpet so <laughs> all right well fantastic was there any pushback from the bouncers about the the pony none at all i i think they like well he had it all up in a bun it wasn't a pony yesterday it was a bun okay yeah all right well good to hear uh all right thanks to uh fly racing Renthal, maxis cobolinks motorsport arma and onyx maps uh jt daniel blair thanks boys see you thank you Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. 
I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there, you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,